You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're coming back with part two of career counseling with our special guest, Brad Minton, a career counselor. With COVID pandemic affecting millions of people and their work careers, we're addressing many of the issues regarding jobs and careers and how you can move forward. And again, as always, I'll be giving the listeners a free hypnosis guide. Stay tuned. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What's going on, people? It's David Wright back again with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. We are here in the, the podcast Detroit Northville Studios. Jamie is with me in the booth. Hey. I, I almost said it wrong, Jamie. I know a lot of people do a Detroit podcast, and I, I make a point to get that right. Podcast Detroit Northville Studios. It's the first time I almost screwed that up. So yeah, uh, we're back. Uh, let me tell you where to find me before we get rolling, because we are finishing up as far as part two of career counseling with a lot of great information. So let me tell you where, where to find me and where to get into the into the meat of this episode. Um, if my website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Uh, you can find the podcast there as well as my store with all kinds of cool stuff. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Motor City Hypnotist. You can follow me on Twitter at Motor City Hypno and on Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And is if you'd like to contribute financially to the show, you can find me on Patreon. Uh, Patreon works as you give a small monthly donation and then you get you get stuff from it. Like not super cool stuff, but you know, you know, coffee mug, t-shirt, you know, if, if you want to plug something of your own, we can do that here on the podcast as well. So yeah, uh, hop on to Patreon, just take a look at the levels. And if you feel so inclined, I would greatly appreciate that. And wherever you're listening to the show, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is, uh, just be sure to subscribe and, and leave a review. That really helps me out, helps the show out, gives us more uh, visibility, and it just helps us. So I, so I would appreciate that. Just take a couple of moments to subscribe, leave a review, and I would appreciate that. And join me each week as I co-host the Psyched by MG podcast, which actually will be coming up in about an hour from now. So if you still want us to keep listening, just uh, look for that one. Uh, it will be on Facebook Live at some point, um, right around 6.30 or so. This episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast is brought to you by Banner Season. Online marketing is saturated and people rarely open their emails. Are you in sales or does your business market to customers? How do you connect with family, friends, and clients? Banner Season takes your marketing into the real world by delivering kindness and thoughtfulness directly to your clients physically. Imagine the excitement of your family, friends, and customers as they receive personalized cards and gifts in their mailboxes. Go to Banner Season... Banner... Okay, let me start that sentence again. We'll do it live! 
Do it live. I can all write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. Go to bannerseason.com slash fantastic and begin today to express kindness and make connections with others. That's bannerseason.com slash fantastic. Yeah, I just, yeah. It's, it's my read. I'm, I'm an affiliate, so that, that, don't worry. Nobody's going to come down on me for that. <laughs> so let's start with our winner of the week. That's how winning is done. So this, this is kind of a geeky thing. Um, I don't know if you, you guys might, might be bored with this, but our winner of the week this week is Microsoft. And if either of you have any idea why, I, I will give you something very special. <laughs> Brad nor Jamie, no idea, huh? Okay, so Microsoft is releasing next month in August a brand new flight simulator game. <laughs> They're both with their eyes glazed over like, what does that mean? Who cares? Okay, so I, I'm going to geek out for just a second here. So Microsoft started this flight sim game and i've always been fascinated with planes and how they work and pilots and things like that uh but believe it or not they they started this back in the late 70s making this flight sim game even before windows was introduced and it continued year after year until 2009 when the company that that was running it for microsoft called aces game studio closed so since 2009, there hasn't been a release of Microsoft Flight Simulator. They're releasing a new one in August. Of course, you're going to need a beast of computer of a computer to run this thing, but it is using detailed mapping satellite images so that everything is ultra realistic. Like you could fly. In fact, in the game, you could fly from 30,000 airports in the world. You can fly from Detroit to Vegas, and it looks exactly like it would if you're in a plane. Wow. So again, I'm just geeking Very out nice. about it because I, I just find that I, I'll, I'll probably have to get a computer to even play this, but I, but I dig it. It's really, it was, I've been watching YouTube videos of it. So if you guys are interested in that, check that out because they are releasing in August. And if you're a, if you're a flight sim fan, you're, you're take a look at this. You're going to love it. So anyway, that's my geek winner of the week. <laughs> That's how winning is done. Yeah, that's how winning is done, Microsoft. Well, for me anyway, other people might not think so much. So so we're back. We're back here with Career Counseling Part 2. And we have our special guest, Brad Minton, still here in studio with us. Uh, and we're going to be finishing up uh, the career counseling portion of this. Now, we, we just barely got started last episode. And I think we ended on resumes and kind of was was hitting on that. Um. So we had, we had a lot of good information on that. So so let me just get in. We'll just get into it, Brad, so that we can cover a lot of these issues that could be questions for people. Mm-hmm. So what if what if somebody you're, you're you're working with someone and they said, "Hey, I'm not getting any calls for interviews." Mm-hmm. What, what's 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 your first suggestion? What should they do? Well, I think one of the things that I immediately start thinking about is really what's your strategy. And um, the fact of the matter is, most people's strategy unfortunately, <laughs> is uh, the spray and pray method, mm-hmm. <laughs> as we like to say. I'm going to 
put together this this wonderful flashy resume and I'm going to send it to 7 billion people and hope that somebody's going to look at it and somebody's going to see my talent and you know that uh that eventually I'll get hired and <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately that doesn't really work for a number of different reasons and I think the reason for that is because you know how are you using your time and a much more effective use of anyone's time is networking the statistics consistently show that 70 to 80% of all jobs change hands by a personal referral. Some, oh, okay. S- somebody says, I know Dave. I know he can do a great mm-hmm. job. That's going to take um, priority over you know, this person over here who I don't know but just has a really, really great resume. Right. Uh, that stamp of approval is is different. It's much more than just surface level, and I think it it generally tends to resonate more with people, mm-hmm. and, you know, because they can attach it back to a human, and um, that's always going to be the most effective strategy. Is how do I get in and how do I talk to people? How do I connect? And so for the individuals that are frustrated that are just saying, God, I'm applying, I'm applying, I'm applying, I'm applying, and, and I'm getting nowhere. Immediately, what I'm going to say is. Who are you reaching out to? Who are you connecting to? Um, you know, are you utilizing a, a great service like LinkedIn? LinkedIn mm-hmm. right now has over 600 million users worldwide, over 200 million in the United States. That is a lot of networking that can be going right. on. You could be setting up literally a meeting a day and and having quality conversations with people, uh, getting insider information into what's going on in a company. Are they hiring and for what positions? What are the current needs? Uh, you can't get that a lot of times by just looking at job postings. Uh, so yeah. so you've got to get in there. You've got to have the, the, um, those conversations. That's really, really what's going to be beneficial and impactful. And it's a much better use of your time. And so I always tell people spend three quarters of your time. You know, the, the job search is a full-time job if you're out of work. So spend, you know, three quarters of that actively networking, um, you know, scheduling meetings, calling people, emailing, uh, connecting with recruiters on LinkedIn, connecting with companies. Uh, another really great tactic that a lot of people don't realize and don't know about is social media. Mm-hmm. Every company on earth has an Instagram feed. They have a, a, yep. a Facebook. Um, and so somebody's managing that page. So they're paying attention to what's going on. Um, so, um, so a lot of times if you're actively engaging in that, liking, commenting, sharing, uh, you know, uh, maybe tagging six or seven people in a post. Right, right. You know, eventually maybe people might pick up on that. And so it, it's it's a little subtlety, but it can go a long way. A lot of times it, it will turn heads, you know, direct messaging through Instagram. I mean, all these different uh, things that are out there that are at your disposal. So, um, so that's number one. And then number two is, you know, if you're, if you are Tailoring the resume like we like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. If you're spending time really putting in that tender love and care and making sure that the document is customized, tailored to an individual position, you have a cover letter that does the exact same thing. If you're spending that time making sure that it's individualized for a specific role at a specific company to a specific person <laughs> – then you're probably going to have a lot better outcome and a better result than just putting a generic one together and then sending it to 500 yeah. people. Yeah, just throwing it out there, hoping mm-hmm. somebody hits somebody. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. 
Yeah. And I guess that that is really the place you should start then is make sure your resume is exactly the way it should be for the specific job that you're you're applying for. Absolutely. Yeah. And then and again, the other thing, which, again, this is hard work, people networking, content, you know, uh, spending time. I mean, I know in general and I'm just looking at it as, a, as, as somebody who. You know, if I were a layman just looking for a job, I would think, well, if the, as much resumes as I can get out there, that's my best shot. And like you said, no, you got to be talking to people and again, making connections. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I think it, it just comes down to the, the convenience factor for most people mm-hmm. uh, because we have the accessibility of all these these great job boards that we didn't have 10, 15 years ago. You know, Indeed and Glassdoor mm-hmm. and Monster and all these different things. Yep. It's made it uber convenient to send out resumes by the truckload, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But when you really dig into the statistics and you're looking at how effective that that uh, practice is, it's like two percent. It's it is. God damn it! <laughs> right? It's abysmal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas networking, you know, just the simple act of networking, um, you know, if you're reaching out to let's say a hundred people, maybe you get positive responses from 10 or 15, you know, which on the outside maybe doesn't sound like that's that's super, you know, fantastic or that's that's just, you know, overwhelmingly good. But when you look at that compared to the other. <laughs> right. Compared, yeah, compared to the alternative. You know, yeah, four to five times more effective. So yeah. it's just yeah. a simple, uh, you know, uh, simple math. It's better use of your time. That's what it breaks down to. Right. And, and that makes sense. I mean, you, you still, even though you're not working in a job, you still need to work to get a job. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the best way to look at it. It's just mm-hmm. not going to happen. Right. So you have to put some effort in. I mean, I don't, I don't say unfortunately, it's just that's the fact. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it's got to be. Mm-hmm. So what if, and again, with this pandemic, again, people being out of work, mm-hmm. a, a lot of listeners, I'm sure, will say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older you know, I'm over 50 years old and I've mm-hmm. been at this job for 20 years. If, if, can I get hired? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a real worry or concern that people have. Yeah. And I think the, the concern about, um, age and how age impacts, um, recruitment, uh, was a concern before the pandemic. And I think uh, certainly now it's going to elevate that, that mm-hmm. stress and anxiety a little bit higher for sure. And I- I'm certainly not in the position to say that ageism doesn't exist and yeah. that, yeah. um, you know, that everything is great, grand and wonderful. The one thing that I always kind of come back to is that I'm the eternal optimist. So I'm always going to look at things from a glass half full mm-hmm. perspective. Um, a lot of times people think that it's it's the age that's really, you know, the the obstacle that they're facing. It's it's the perception that they're older. It's not always that. Sometimes it's it's the the bias that somebody coming in. Uh, who's a little bit older and a little bit more experienced is maybe going to have a higher price tag. And, uh, you know, so maybe yeah. it's for financial reasons. Right. Um, so, and again, not saying that it's right, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, it may not be just for the age uh, thing entirely. Um, and the con- or the belief is that, you know, because I'm older, I'm not going to stick around as long or I'm not going to have the longevity in a company. Well, that doesn't matter anymore because most people don't stay at jobs more than two and a half years. <laughs> so so it's not necessarily that they're concerned that you're going to be gone tomorrow, that you're going to retire soon. So I think the big thing is that um, 
it's really more on what do you bring to the table? Have you maintained your viability as a candidate? Can you do the skills necessary to do the job? And the one thing that you have to leverage and lean on is the fact that you've weathered these storms. You've, uh, you've yeah. seen things that the newer generation of 20, 30 somethings hasn't yet. You know, you've already gone through two recessions, you know, right. mm -hmm. uh, you've gone through 9-11, you've gone through, you know, all these different economic uh, kind of things. So, so uh, being able to, to take what you do have and say that this is a strength rather than a weakness right. and um, being able to package up your marketing, your personal brand to, to really, really resonate uh, with somebody on, on what you have that's unique and, uh, and a little bit more favorable than you know, that uh, student that's just coming out of school. Right. Well, and, and I think one of the good points you brought up in there is that people don't – the, the days of somebody getting a job when they're 22 and staying for 40 years and retiring – it doesn't it, – it just doesn't ha – I mean, rarely. I'm not saying it never happens, but, yeah, most people at some point will move on or get fired. Clean up your desk. You're gone. And th they don't stay for 40 years and get a retirement. Mm -hmm. In fact, most companies don't have retirement plans. Yeah. Let, I mean, they have 401ks, but that's really attached to you personally. It's not – you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't even put into that, which is a whole nother – that's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. Certainly. So if, if somebody is looking for a job right now and they apply – on a company's website. Mm -hmm. And I think we hit this um, during the last episode that that there's this automated process that kind of scrubs this information. Mm -hmm. So just explain a little bit about like once they hit send and that resume goes to that company website, it may never hit a person, correct? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, so vast majority of companies are using applicant tracking systems. Yep. And, these, and these systems um, – as far as we know, there's there's hundreds of uh, hundreds of them out there. So we can't say across the board this is exactly how it's going to be read. This uh, is exactly yeah. how the information is going to be parsed. But we take these clues, and so um, so basically, when it comes to um, just the little subtleties, just everything has got to be really really meticulous. Um, the job application. A little thing that a lot of people don't know sometimes is that the job application has to be filled out entirely. Right. Mm -hmm. There can't be any gaps. There right. can't be any holes. Um, you can't have um, any blanks. Uh, sometimes that will disqualify you in and of itself. So uh, even if you have to put N.A. Uh, for not applicable, something or none. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, right. So uh, so that that aspect, um, the resume has to really be tailored specifically for that particular job. Yeah. So you use the job description as your clue. Um, you do research online uh, for other individuals who are working in that company. You get an idea of what kind of skills um, that are necessary to do the job. And so you tailor your resume accordingly to match that uh, because what these applicant tracking systems do is you want to think about it. It's like a test mm -hmm. and um, it is uh, scanning your resume to see how relevant you are for this position. Right. And so the more relevant you are, the more consistent uh, that your keywords, your descriptions, your qualifications, your skills and so forth match up with the criteria for the job mm -hmm. because they're using a set criteria then the higher the, your score is going to be. Right. And so having said that, it's very difficult to get a perfect match. And I think 
probably they'd be a little suspect if you were getting a perfect match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're yeah, like somehow you copied their exact uh, <laughs> algorithm and oh, just put it into your <laughs> exactly into your resume. Exactly. Yeah, there there are these uh, these shortcuts, uh, but. You know, I think the the big thing is that you you want to find yourself at the top of the list. So yeah. so really making sure that it's customized and tailored to the position that's the most important. Mm-hmm. So if, if if somebody is is out of work right now, mm-hmm. so let's say for example somebody had had a, an established career, and and I'll just throw out a, a you know maybe they were a in in HR, maybe they were in finance, maybe they were you know whatever. And because of this this COVID thing, they're out of work right now. Is it is it beneficial to them to work a minimum wage job in the meantime? How how, how will that look as far as their history goes? So that's a really really fantastic question. Um, so I'm going to absolutely say during this time, hundred percent unacceptable or hundred percent acceptable. Right. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent acceptable. Um, because everything is going to go back into context. When people are looking back on 2020, they're going to know that this was this was a really really chaotic period. Mm-hmm. So um, now, if if we were talking about maybe a year or two ago, you know, when economic times were good, yeah, that might raise an eyebrow. Right. Um, you know, right. why why are you kind of you know sacrificing you know your skills and experience you know. Uh, for something, yeah, for less than half, lesser of, than <laughs> half of what you were making before. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But, um, but I think this time it's really about, um, uh, you know, I would call it a gap job, and so you know, something to to fill a gap for a period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ideally something to keep your skill sets up. So if it needs to be part time, contractual, freelance, anything that allows you to keep your skill sets up. Um, the other thing that you know I mentioned in the previous episode was about um, making sure that your skills stay up to snuff and then continue to go up. So a lot of this, a lot of this time is you know one thing that would be disastrous on the. Well, I don't want to <laughs> exaggerate, but <laughs> but one thing that probably wouldn't look good is if there was absolutely nothing for for a period of you know six months to a year, absolutely nothing, and instead maybe. Uh, you could say, well, these are the skills that I acquired during this time. These were the projects that I took on. This was some of the volunteer work I, or the pro bono work. Oh, I was just going to say that this is where I volunteered for six months. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. And maybe this was my gap job. Maybe I dro- uh, drove for Uber or something like that, right. um, you know, in addition to. Um, but I think the big thing is whatever skills are necessary in your industry, staying current with those mm-hmm. and then continuing to up the game a little bit. Because if you've been laid off or you've been furloughed, you have time at your disposal, you know, after you take care of yourself first, you know, because I always say that with a disclaimer that you have to take care of yourself first. So if you're not, you know, in a great place mentally, uh, mm-hmm. if, you know, if, um, you know, things have been really, really impacting you. Um, you know, in a way that's that's um, you know having a adverse effect on your mental health. Take care of that first, but um, use the time you know to your advantage. If you have the time available to you, you know, grow those skills. Right. And and this this may be a, a tricky question, but let's say that somebody is out of work right now, mm-hmm. and let's say they are collecting unemployment, which is you know what you do when you're out of work. And I know a lot of people. In, in, in let's I'm gonna I'm gonna address this first and say 
in no way I don't I don't, I don't want to make this a political statement. I'm just looking at what the facts are. So if somebody is making more money on unemployment than they would make on a minimum wage job, they could still volunteer and do other things during this time that will show that they're busy and active. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, I think that's what you're getting at. Yes. <clears throat> and I mean, you might not want to work at McDonald's, but you could still be volunteering mm-hmm. while you're getting unemployment and working on skills mm-hmm. to market your or to make yourself more marketable. Absolutely. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's important to think about how are people going to look back at this time six mm-hmm. months from now or a year from now. And my wife is a recruiter for a staffing agency. Okay. And, and not surprisingly, it's been a difficult sell to get people to, <sighs> yeah. to work temp jobs mm-hmm. for maybe 10 bucks, 11 bucks an hour. Right. When they're making $600 a week, um, you know, from the CARES Act. And it, it, it's one of those things that's, you know, you, you kind of understand the pause, right? <laughs> but at the same time, you know, this is not going to help them out. And in um, the case of the company that she works for, which I won't mention, right? Um, they keep a log if they've been if they've been offered positions mm-hmm. and, and you're turning them down, um, then you're probably going to fall, you know, down the list. A yeah, as bit. far as like your your. Um your status, yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to be you're going to be dropping, right? So, so it is so important that that you don't get complacent in a time like this. That you constantly think about, well, this isn't going to be the case forever, right? You know, these these benefits are going to run out, and all indications uh, seem to be that you know, in a matter of I don't know weeks. There will probably be a new stimulus, but it's not going to look exactly the same. Right. So things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and let's just hypothesize and look ahead. I mean, it's going to things are going to be different a year from now than they are now. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's something's going to be different. And mm-hmm. and if you're not working on yourself in your own career in that, you're you're other people are doing that. And if you're not doing it, you're going to be left behind. Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. So I, so I know we got, we got some few minutes left. So tell me a little bit, Brad, about where people can find you and kind of, um, just like, like tell me what, what you can offer them as far as services go. Sure. Sure. So, uh, I'm a new entrepreneur. <laughs> and good for I mean, you. I mean, the paint is not even dry at this point. Oh, good <laughs> for you. <laughs> so, so I recently started a company called Meant to Be Career, M-I-N-T, to be career, um, little play off the last name Minton. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really came from that uh, that belief that I have that we all have a meant to be that we all have uh, potential that so often goes untapped, and I really want to help individuals, particularly young adults. I have this this you know special calling towards uh, young adults mm-hmm. um, who are just starting their careers, who are just really trying to figure this whole you know, work environment out yep. and, and where they belong. And um, so uh, that's a big part of my mission and being able to help and, and guide them. But um, I do have a website, meant to be career.com. Um, uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook uh, with the handle at meant to be career. Um, so you can find me on those platforms and um, I will be adding in uh, new content as I start building my own brand uh, in these coming weeks. And I'm super excited about that. Uh, as far as the services, um, so 
Uh, I'm a coach first. I always want to give people an individualized um, approach. Um, so uh, I want to meet people where they're at. So uh, every individual is a little bit different. So mm -hmm. I do offer uh, individual career coaching uh, sessions uh, by appointment. You can book um, uh, in addition to that, uh, I do resume reviews as well as resume writing. Uh, the reviews are a pretty simplistic process where I just kind of go through and um, provide suggestions and alterations and things that you can do to, to help improve uh, the strength of your resume. If you do need a, a, an overhaul, uh, I can uh, absolutely start from scratch and, and build you a new mm -hmm. one. Um, I am a certified resume writer. Um, so I've got the credentials. And then um, uh, another really neat thing that I like to spend time uh, with individuals on is LinkedIn review. So LinkedIn is sort of the new age resume. It's the digital resume. Um, as I mentioned before, we have um, 600 million users worldwide mm -hmm. and it can very – um, greatly impact the the um, uh, an individual's candidacy, uh, making sure that they're active on LinkedIn, making sure that they're engaged with their network, uh, connecting with the right people. So I offer a LinkedIn review to help optimize their profile because that is a little bit of an art too. Oh, well, I would think so. Mm -hmm. and, and I would think a lot of, and again, I'm going to sound like an old man with this, but a lot of young people probably aren't really into LinkedIn because they think it's like, oh, that's for like old people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the, but the, the funniest part about it is it's kind of like that, that demographic right in the middle. It's, it's generally the, the twenties and thirties, uh, is kind of where they start saying, oh yeah, this actually has value because, <laughs> right. because there were students that I taught years ago that I said, you need to get on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And now I see them, <laughs> you know, engaging with it heavily now. Right. And right. It maybe it took them five years, six years, but they're doing it because they're seeing the value. And, uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, Brad, I want to thank you for coming in and sharing this with us. Again, find Brad at, uh, say the website again, so they can look you up and, and get all your information from there. Sure. It's a meant to be career.com. That's M-I-N-T-T-O-B-E-C-A-R-E-E-R.com. And I will have that link to Brad's website on the show notes. So if you're listening to this, wherever it is, just look for the show notes and his link will be there. And definitely, if you have any job-related career questions, uh, get a hold of Brad. Um, it's, it's, it's a tough time out there right now. And I know a lot of people are out of work and, and feeling a bit hopeless. But you need to stand out. And, and, and you can put this work in ahead of time so that you're in a better position once we're semi-back to normal. Mm -hmm. And this will be a gradual process as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, hang in there. And, and definitely Brad can guide you in that direction uh, that you need to go. Mm -hmm. So I want to thank everybody for stopping in on our next episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. I'm going to be talking about hypnosis for insomnia. Now, if you or someone you know suffer from insomnia, you know how frustrating and debilitating it can be. Um, so I'm going to discuss specific changes you can make physically and to your thinking, which of course is the important part that can help you start sleeping soundly and consistently. I, honestly, with clients, this can happen in a matter of weeks. Um, and again, there's some commitments that you have to make, to, but, but it's, if it's this important, we can make those changes. So yes, next episode, we'll be talking about hypnosis for insomnia. So again, I want to thank everybody for joining us, change your thinking, change your life. Laugh hard. 
run fast, be kind. I'll see you next time.